I don't know if you're like me, but I'm short and stubby and clothes don't exactly fit perfectly, which is always a pain in the ass. But this is the other part of it, is that everybody is built different. So how are you supposed to find clothes that fit, that also look good, that are easy to get your hands on, that are also affordable? Indochino is exactly that. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Indochino's process is simple. You just choose your fabric, pick your customations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your front door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at the nearest Indochino location, or you can do it all online yourself at Indochino.com. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is entirely free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. It's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Hello and welcome in to a new edition of the Rocky Mountain Hoops podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am your host, TJ McBride from MileHighSports.com, and I am currently overlooking 8th Avenue in New York City after watching the Denver Nuggets just absolutely decimate the New York Knicks on their home court by 37 points. So, what we're going to end up doing is getting into this game, of course, because there's a ton to talk about. But before we do that, I need to give some love to Indochino, to Harry's, and to ShipStation, who you will hear more about coming up, as well as the Regulators Production Group, who are the people who put together the beats for the intro and outro of this podcast. So if you need any audio production, make sure you go reach out to at Regulators Regime on Instagram. And if you're looking for any shipping, go to ShipStation. If you're looking for shaving, go to Harry's. If you're looking for made-to-wear clothes, go to Indochino. We're going to have tons of stuff coming up from them. I will talk more about them here in a little bit. Um, like I said, though, Nuggets win this game 129 to 96. It was something like that. I'm pulling it up right now because I'm not prepared already, which is a very good start to this podcast at 1.30 in the morning. But the Nuggets overall, 129-92 in this game. They moved to 9-0 and when they hold their opponent under 100 points. But what made this game special was that the Nuggets were able to put together 48 minutes of strong basketball on both ends of the floor, starters and bench. This is the probably the first time all year that Denver was able to really put together this dominant of a performance top to bottom. Nobody scored more than 17 points for the Nuggets, but nine different players scored in double figures in this game. Um, it was really an impressive offensive output. The Nuggets had a season high in assists as well as a season high in three-pointers made in this game, which I'll talk about both of that going forward. Um, the Nuggets bench unit had 74 points. 74. That is just absolutely absurd. Um, every single player on the Nuggets bench unit was at least a plus 
26 or better outside of Michael Porter Jr. and Torrey Craig, who only played five minutes, so they don't really count in this conversation anyway. Um, Nuggets starters were all at least a plus 10, other than Gary Harris, because he really only played one stint in the first uh, in the first quarter. And that was Denver's worst stint in this game. So it's not really representative of what he was able to do on the court. Um, but overall, every single player on this Nuggets team was able to contribute in some meaningful way. Will Barton had 17 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. Paul Millsap had 10, 6, 3, and 2 blocks. Nikola Jokic had 6 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists on 3 of 7 shooting with no turnovers. Gary Harris, 8 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. Wasn't featured that much, but would play great defense. Jamal, 14 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. Jeremy Grant, 16-3-1. Monte Morris, 15-3-6 with three steals and a block. Wancho with 12-3-4. Plumlee with 11-11-6. Malik Beasley with 14-2-1. Hell, Michael Porter Jr. had six points, three rebounds, and an assist in this game. So again, this well-rounded victory, getting everything to function at the exact same time, and we really got to see just how good this Nuggets team can be when everything finally connects and all of the pieces fit together and everybody is playing on the same way and this Nuggets team is absolutely dominant when that happens. So really, really impressive game. Um, I'm going to talk specifically about their three-point shooting, how Jokic played, Will Barton just being the steady producer for this Nuggets team, Michael Porter Jr., Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, Denver's defense, and how they played incredible on both ends. Then I will get into some questions from listeners to answer. I believe I picked like six. I don't remember. Something like that. Um, And then we will look ahead as to what is to come for this Denver Nuggets team for the rest of this four-game road trip. So, going to be a fun podcast. There's a ton to talk about. So, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back and break down this game. and look at these blades. Even if you have a beard, even if you're clean shaven, you have to keep everything about your facial hair clean and precise. And to do that, you need great blades. That's why I'm telling you about harrys.com for the best possible blades there are out there. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any Harry's shave, shave set by heading to harrys.com slash bluewire. Plus, you get free shipping before December 16th, so make sure to act now. It's a great deal. Holiday uh, gift boxes start at just $20, so it's even in the Secret Santa category of gifts. Plus, the Harry's Blade refills are only $2 a piece, so you're saving money as it is over time. Plus, if you order their holiday shave set, it comes in a ready-to-gift handsome holiday box. And because of that, your gift also will give back. They are not just trying to give you great razors and take money for it. They are going to donate 1% of each sale to a charitable organization. So this is what you got to do. As a special offer for fans of the show, we have partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave set, including their limited edition holiday sets. So when you go to harrys.com slash blue wire you can get that five dollars off any shaving set plus you'll get free shipping each harry shaving set comes with a weighted handle five blade razor cartridges foaming shave gel for a rich lather travel cover to protect your bra- your blades and a package in a handsome holiday gift box remember you can get free shipping before december 16th so act now go to harrys.com slash blue wire that's harrys.com slash blue wire 
let's dive into this game, and there's really no other place to start than this ridiculous three-point shooting night that the Nuggets have. They hit 21 of their 39 attempted threes in this game for 53.8% shooting from that spot on the floor. Um, really, really impressive numbers, not just because 21 threes was a career high and made three-pointers this season, but because they were willing to take 39 of them. I know that shots were falling, so it entices players to continue to shoot that shot, but the Nuggets did not shy away. They knew what was working and continued to hammer it. And to see this Nuggets team finally be able to become that three-point shooting team that everybody knew that they could be, it was really good to finally see that. Um, I was really starting to think it might never come. That was really what we were getting in that circumstance. But um, again, season high and made threes with 21 made threes. I believe 20 of them were assisted on in this game. Uh, Wancho and Barton the third each had four made threes. Uh, Jeremy Grant Malik Beasley each had three, Michael Porter Jr. and Gary Harris each had two, and nine different Nuggets players had at least one made three-pointer. Only Torrey Craig, Nikola Jokic, and Mason Plumlee were unable to hit a three-pointer in this game. So, to see the Nuggets, again, this has been one of the biggest issues for this Nuggets team all season long. Are they going to finally hit their open shots? Are they finally going to be that team that is able to convert these open looks that they have been actively creating for each other? And for so long, the answer was no this season, but tonight, that shifted back, and the Nuggets were finally able to just unleash hell from three-point range, and that was really the biggest difference in this game. There's a lot of differences in this game, but when you hit 21 threes in a single game while holding the opposing team, in this case the Knicks, to... Uh, 9 of 34 shooting from 3, it's almost impossible to lose a game with that kind of discrepancy between 3-point shooting. So, really impressive shooting night for the Nuggets. Beyond that, though, Nikola Jokic. This is going to be the most interesting part of this because... Nikola Jokic took seven shots in 24 minutes tonight. Nikola Jokic took the second least shots of any starter, and he was like eighth on the team in total shots. That sounds bad for your star player, and normally, like I have been talking about, that is bad. This game was not that. I do not give two shits how many shots Nikola Jokic took in this game because it was the way he played that impacted the game so much. So Nikola Jokic... Again, only took two shots, missed a floater, wasn't himself scoring once again, but his activity going towards the rim, his... Um, just the ferociousness of his play when he does get into the post, it continually forced the defense to react. And when Nikola Jokic can, can get a reaction out of the defense, he can then manipulate and take advantage of that to create an open shot for a teammate. I don't think people realize if this, they go back to rewatch this game, those three-pointers were as wide open as possible. Dave DeFore and Seth Part now do a great job of talking about wide open threes and how they're not actually wide open because they're talking about six or more feet away from the closest defender. An NBA player who is six foot nine and that athletic and that long can absolutely close down six feet in less than a second. So when I look at these three-pointers, it wasn't just that they were, you know, six feet away. You're talking about able to stop, catch the ball, take a rhythm dribble, and shoot with nobody contesting the shot at all. That's how wide open these threes were, and so much of it was because the Nuggets were able to manipulate this awful Knicks defense in whatever way they saw fit. And because of that, Nikola Jokic's best traits were finally back on display once again, and it led to the Nuggets finally having a very good shooting night, and it was based off of Nikola Jokic's ability to create good looks for his teammates. So, 
It's not about the shots for Nikola Jokic's aggression. It's not about how many points he puts up. It's none of that. It's how does he bend a defense? Steph Curry can impact a game so much even if his shot isn't falling because you have to defend him so far out on the floor. Nikola Jokic is so big and such a good passer that he puts so much strain on a defense that even if his shot is not falling, he is still able to impact the game. He still adds a new wrinkle to the court that wouldn't have been there without him regardless of of that shot and because he played with intent and because he attacked and because he forced the issue the Nuggets were able to play through him in a way that allowed so many open shots to be developed so six points ten rebounds eight assists and a block on three of seven shooting um, doesn't sound incredible but he played a fantastic basketball game tonight in my opinion his decision making was great had zero turnovers continually kept finding open teammates was rebounding pretty well again only played 24 minutes so it wasn't like he had a ton of time on the floor anyway but but he made an impact in this game, and it didn't matter that he wasn't scoring because he was still the fulcrum of this Nuggets offense in terms of everything that they did. He was sublime as a decision maker tonight, and it was very good to see him play in that way once again. Moving on from Nikola Jokic, let's get to Will Barton because, I mean, quietly, which seems weird, Will Barton led the team in scoring tonight. Like, you wouldn't have thought that if you just watched the game and weren't really paying attention to who had what. But he played 24 minutes in this game, which was third most on the team, and still managed to have 17 points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. He hit six of his nine shots, but all four of his three-pointers, and once again, did not turn the ball over. Will Barton has been so good this year. The Nuggets would be so far behind where they are currently if it wasn't for Will Barton. He has really given the Nuggets so much... um there's a cushion that Will Barton provides. He raises their floor so much when he's playing like this because he can do so many things, especially now that he's become like the most improved defender in basketball currently. He can now do so much for a team, and again, he just filled it up and, con- and consistently contributed for every single minute he was on the floor. Will Barton was once again fantastic in this game. Moving off of Will Barton, though, Monte Morris, man, again, an understated game that won't get talked about enough. Monte Morris had 15 points, three rebounds, six assists, three steals, a block, a dunk, and only turned the ball over one single time. He was phenomenal in this game. Again, like a lot of his teammates, hit six of his nine shots from the field, um, hit one of his three threes, and was just overall a very, very productive player. But it doesn't stop there because, again, Malik Beasley, plus 33 in 24 minutes, hit three triples, gave a ton of energy. Wancho Hernan Gomez hit, three, or hit what, four threes in this game and still managed to be a massive impact despite being four of 12 from the field. He was a plus 26. Um... I think the biggest one, in my opinion, was Mason Plumley off the bench. Because, yes, like there were other players who were scoring and they were, you know, getting the flashy plays. But Mason Plumley, when the Nuggets bench unit was out there, which was a consistent amount of time, was literally playing like Nikola Jokic. He had 11 points, 11 rebounds, six assists in 21 minutes to go with three steals and a block on a perfect five of five shooting from the field. He was a plus 32 in 21 minutes of action. Mason Plumley is starting to become extremely um the Nuggets aren't gonna be able to trade him that's really what this comes down to I think so it's been a really impressive season for Mason Plumlee so far despite the fact that he likes to either dribble himself into six people or just make a ridiculous pass seemingly once a game but he was so good in this and lastly when it comes to this game the Nuggets not only played a great offensive game but 
They only they had a great defensive game. Held the Knicks to 92 points. They were 9 of 34 from 3. They had 14 turnovers. Only shot 41% from the field. The Knicks, who were the best offensive rebounding team in basketball coming into this game, only had 9 second chance points on 6 offensive rebounds. Denver played the game plan perfectly against this Knicks team, and it was really impressive. Again, um... When you look at the Knicks team, the only player who gave them issue was Mitchell Robinson because, you know, 6 of 8 from the field, had 8 free throw attempts, only hit 5 of them. But again, he led the team in plus minus with a minus 21 in this game. So yeah, sure, he had 17 points, but the Nuggets swallowed this Knicks team up. Their defense was phenomenal, and the fact that they were able to score this much while not losing a step defensively was incredibly impressive in my opinion. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back and we are going to answer some questions from listeners and then look ahead to what is coming up next. the holiday rush finally here, you have to be able to ship your orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep up with all of those different orders to decide which shipping carriers to use or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. So listen, ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, the United States Postal Service, FedEx, UPS, you name it. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. So this is what you got to do. Take all of the hassle out of your holiday shopping this year and let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months of free, no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation, make ship happen. segment of this show which is answering questions from listeners of the show and nuggets fans alike if you guys don't know after every game i will put out a tweet asking for questions it'll say ask me nuggets questions very simple very easy um also follow me at tj mcbride nba if you want to be a part of this it's the easiest way to be about it it's the only thing that i'm actually paying attention to after the game is twitter so i'm really bad about putting on instagram and things like that so make sure you follow on twitter because clearly i can't get my shit together so i'm sorry guys but uh, like i said i ask you know i put it out ask for questions i usually pick five to ten just depending on what the night is like and right now i'm trying to go get a beer in new york and hang out a little bit so i'm gonna speed through this one try and get out of here before 2 30 in the morning so i can actually get a beer so we're gonna dive into these five questions that i picked look at the next three games for the nuggets to finish out this road trip and then get on out of here so jake cookman asks do you think Jokic has snapped out of his funk this uh I'm going to be wary of ever saying yes or no to these questions for the entirety of the career that is, that Nikola Jokic has. Nikola Jokic is an artist. He 
goes as the wind goes. There's not a whole lot of premeditation or thought process heading into things. He reacts. He is someone who is instinctual in how he plays the game. So if he's off one day, he might just be off. I don't know for sure. It's very difficult to get a real read on Nikola Jokic, but I am not willing to say definitively that Nikola Jokic has snapped out of his funk. He was much better tonight. And when I say much better, I mean drastically better in my opinion in this game. He was really able to make an impact and really was making his presence felt for so many different moments of this game for all 24 minutes he was out there despite the fact that he wasn't scoring so maybe he's out of his funk maybe he starts having fun again I don't know for sure but this is a positive direction getting towards snapping out of this funk that he has been in uh peg asks how far do you see the nuggets getting in the playoffs so first of all this question is nearly impossible to answer because i have no fucking idea who's going to be in the playoffs um there's a lot of teams right now in the western conference who are making things very interesting so it's really difficult for me to say at this juncture exactly how far they can go what i can say is that it's going to be much more difficult than it was last year. There are more teams that are have more star power that match up with the Nuggets worse um, than the Nuggets would like them to be. So this is the big thing. Let's just look at the playoff teams as currently constructed. Right now, if the season was to end, the Nuggets would take on the Minnesota Timberwolves and they would be fine, obviously. But the part that gets worrisome is not the bottom three teams in the Western Conference. It's the Houston Rockets. It's the Clippers. It's the Lakers. Those teams have something that the Nuggets don't, and that is the matchup advantage. The Nuggets clearly had a ton of difficulty matching up with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and everything else that was going on with the Lakers. The Clippers, now that Kawhi Leonard is uh, getting back to healthy and Paul George is back on the court, they are just so long, so athletic, with such great defenders, and the Nuggets don't have the size and length to match up with those kinds of teams. Houston will always give the Nuggets trouble because... Um, James Harden always gives the Nuggets trouble. Those teams are not going to roll over. This is going to be a difficult stretch, so... I would say the Nuggets should absolutely get through the first round because, in my opinion, they're better than Dallas, better than Utah, better than Minnesota, better than the Suns, better than Portland, better than the Thunder, better than the Kings, better than the Spurs. Pick whatever team you want. But those three, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Rockets, absolutely terrify me in terms of a seven-game playoff matchup. So... They, maybe they could go far, but if they have to play one of those teams, I'm picking one of those teams at this point in time. Let's move on to Adam Maxey's question. Adam Maxey asks, if Bull Bull continues to play this well in Chicago, which is the Windy City Bulls, do you see the uh, Denver looking to move Plumley at the deadline? So first of all, I'm going to answer it bluntly. No, I don't think so. I don't think Bol Bol is anywhere near ready to be able to take on a real role like that. His highlights in the G League are magnificent. It's very fun to watch his highlights in the G League. But let's be very real right now. He is not able to uh, carry an NBA load yet. Like, he can't deal with the physicality at the G League level, let alone at the NBA level, especially against big, bruising backup centers. So um, when it comes to Bol Bol, regardless of Plumlee in this conversation, I don't think Bol Bol plays any real rotation minutes at all this year, maybe not even next year. Um, also, when it comes to Mason Plumley, two sides of this coin. One, Mason Plumley is a very desirable trade piece because one, he's expiring. 
Two, his $13.5 million salary is extremely matchable. And three, he's just a great teammate, a great guy, and someone who can fit on with most teams so long as they need a big man. Um, The other side of this is that Mason Plumlee has been fantastic this year, and I don't think you can trade him now. His defense has been so helpful with that bench unit. His playmaking has been fantastic. He's really finding a way to score. He's been impactful. And... I don't think the Nuggets should go out of their way to move him. That's really where I'm at with that, and I don't think that Bull Bull will do anything to shift that conversation. CJ Morgan asks, what is the best option moving forward with Malik? Should we look for a trade partner or match whatever contract he's given this offseason? Uh, this is a tough one. I don't know what to do. The only answer I have right now is keep playing him because I would rather have to choose between trading the guy who everybody wants or just giving him the money to keep him around. I would rather have to make that decision. If Malik Beasley is bad and falls out of the rotation and is none of those things, then you're just kind of stuck in limbo where it doesn't really matter what happens with Malik. But if the Nuggets can find a way to build his value, maybe make a trade they find a really good deal, or just keep him in the fold if they're willing to go into the tax, then great. I don't think the Nuggets will be willing to go into the tax next year, and I don't think Malik Beasley will be in a Nuggets uniform. With that being said, though, a lot can change in the NBA. Uh, last question. Eber Pau... I'm going to I'm gonna try. I'm sorry if this is miserable. Eben Pelsiger asks, what is your diagnosis of Jokic on offense? I think tonight was fine. I have no problem with it. Um, I would like him to score more. Who wouldn't like him to score more? But it's not important if he's playing assertive and aggressive like that to where he can impact the game in multiple different ways. So long as he's doing that, I don't care. That's that's all that matters because he will bend defenses at all points if he's able to do what he did tonight. So if I was going to diagnose it, I would say he is slowly getting better from an injury or from an illness that we thought was much worse than maybe it actually was. So there could be a very big resurgence from Nikola Jokic in the very near future. All right, next, the Nuggets are going to get on a plane tonight. They are going to go to Boston. They are going to play the Celtics tomorrow on Friday, December 6th, for a back-to-back, which is a very tough back-to-back. Then they are going to come back to New York to play the Brooklyn Nets a couple days later before then jettisoning off to Philadelphia to finish up this four-game road trip against the 76ers. Um, I'm going to be very curious to see how the Nuggets play in Boston. That's going to be a very tough game for them. Uh, That could be one of those games where not only did they beat the Knicks, but they went into Boston and beat the tryhard Celtics, and that could start a very positive swing of momentum once again. Losing that game could lead to a three-game losing streak for sure because Brooklyn is not going to roll over and Philadelphia is gigantic. So who knows what's going to happen, but it's going to be a very interesting end of this three-game road trip. We're going to learn a whole lot about this Nuggets team at the end of this road trip. That's it for me. Thank you guys so much for listening, sticking around, supporting this podcast, sharing it, leaving reviews, leaving comments, all of those things. It means the world to me. Please keep doing that. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Put it all over Twitter. Do whatever you do to share things that you like if you happen to like this podcast. It really helps me a ton. So thank you guys very much. I am TJ McBride of Mile High Sports and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This has been the Rocky Mountain Hoops Podcast, and we will talk to you later.
Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices. Serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora, they offer their own flower and concentrates, as well as all the brands you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves in having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one to help you find the products that are perfect for you. Their dispensaries are unassuming, safe, and discreet, with ample parking at every location for a seamless retail experience. For up-to-date menus and promotions, head over to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come visit one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. Again, that is terrapincarestation.com, T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N, carestation.com.